So are we there yet? As we're talking about peace and as we're talking about um, traveling great journeys, you know, this series that we're beginning today is called Are We There Yet? And it's going to take us right up until Christmas. And I believe that this series title is fitting because Advent is a season of, of waiting, of watching, of anticipation. The word Advent comes from Latin venio, meaning coming, and ad, which means to. And so there is a coming to with Advent. We see that we are to focus not entirely on where we have been, but where we are coming to. Where are we going? Where is God drawing us? And I remember as a kid, you know, we would often pile into the wonder wagon. And what is a wonder wagon, you ask? Well, the wonder wagon was the affectionate name that us three boys had given to our beloved Pontiac Grand Safari from like 1978. And, and it was a thing of beauty, let me tell you. It, it actually looked a lot like, like that station wagon. It had the, the fake wood. It looked real, let me tell you. But it, it was a beautiful car because when we would go on these long trips, the seats would fold down. They don't make cars like this anymore because they're illegal. But, but the seats would fold down for those long trips. We would fold all of them down. The back was completely flat. And, and my brothers and I, we, we would sit there. I think we were the last generation to actually make it through alive without seatbelts. But we would lay there and we would, we would play cards like Uno or War or something like that. Um, and we learned War Um, as far as a card game, not as far as what Isaiah was talking about. And and so we would play these long road trips and it would keep us occupied. It would give us, like John was saying, let us not be distracted during Advent. It gave us things to be distracted off when all there was for our attention was road, road, and more road, right? And so we we enjoyed this little car. Uh, My brothers and I, we have a lot of fond memories in the back of the Wonder Wagon. And, and there were long trips we took going from Virginia Beach to Grandma, Virginia's in the mountain of mountains of Virginia. That was about a six to 12 hour road trip. Once all the rest areas saw our smiling faces, um, it, it didn't it wasn't a short trek to grandma's. And on these trips, we would also have aside from the cards, these little scavenger hunts. Perhaps you've seen them. I think you can still get them at like Cracker Barrel. They're, they're, they're like travel automobile bingo where you, you slide the little the little things and don't forget your free space you get a free space uh, but the first person to find all of it and you're looking for stuff like a 65 mile an hour road sign or a, a blue truck with a or a wonder wagon with a christmas tree strapped to the top of it i mean you never know what you're going to find but the first person to get it i guess wins something somewhere uh, maybe one of those little candy sticks from cracker barrel but we had these things to keep us occupied And the reason I share this with you today is because these memories, they're with me as we embark on our journey together. As we begin this journey through Advent, and I know the temptation will arise for you if it hasn't already. uh, The temptation to speak those four words that every child utters about 15 to 20 minutes into a 6 to 10 or 12 hour car ride. And those words are, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And that's okay. It's okay for us to ask these words, for we are, in fact, children, children of the Almighty. And it's okay for us to say, are we there yet? Every journey, it has some people that wish that they never had to leave, some people that just can't leave soon enough, some people that are making themselves sick with anticipation, and others who are just making themselves sick with, 
I don't want to leave. I'm getting homesick just thinking about it. When you go on some of these trips to grandma's or as we are traveling to the manger, there's a lot of different ways that we handle that. A lot of different ways that we process that journey. It's not all the same. We're family. So we all pile in the wonder wagon together and we just go where it takes us. So we begin today with peace. In those four words, are we there yet? Let that question not be a whine from an uncomfortable backseat of an automobile. Let it be a plea for God to break into our reality and bring us to the glorious fulfillment of the promise. Let it be a hope that God remains in charge despite the trouble we see in our landscape. Let it be a call to work and a call to worship in this season of light. Are we there yet? Let us look at our scripture today. It comes from Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 to 44. Hear these words. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the son, but only the father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the son of man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So, too, will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today's scripture, it does set the pace for waiting, for anticipating, for a coming to situation. We see some signs in this scripture, some signs. This, this world which is represented is going to be a little bit crazy. It's going to be a little bit crazy. Just like when Noah built the ark to save humanity and the wildlife from destruction, the world was a bit crazy and out of control. The flood caught them completely by surprise. The floods. The waters, you know, they didn't see it coming. They were mocking him. They were joking Noah. And and Noah told them, you know, it's it's coming. They wouldn't believe. Caught him by surprise. (laughs) Have you ever been told something and it still just popped up suddenly and caught you by surprise? And then someone like one of my older brothers would say, I told you so. Right? It, it, It somehow caught them by surprise. The flood... And our scripture says that Jesus is coming is going to be the same way. There are going to be people that you speak with on a daily basis that you say, you need to have a relationship with Christ. And at the end, trust me, you're not going to want to say, I told you so. You're not. It's going to be, it'll catch them by surprise. And it'll be too late. It'll catch them by surprise. 
Jesus is coming in the same way that the flood came. Those in the thick of the party, they're not going to see it coming. And so, as followers of Jesus, we are instructed to keep watch. Watchmen don't just remain silent. Notice when something's coming towards the wall, they shout, Hey, we have one at the south entrance. Right? Keep watch. Stay awake. It's like the travel bingo game in the backseat of the car. If you're not paying attention, you're going to miss that wonder wagon with the trees strapped to the top of it. You won't, you won't get to win a prize somewhere. Stay awake. Stay alert. The scripture says there will be two people in the same place. One will be taken. One will remain. Two women grinding meal, perhaps making some bread. One will be taken. One will remain. It reminded me of a movie that recently came out, The Avengers Infinity War. I don't know if any of you have seen it. I don't want to give it away, uh, but there is another movie following that one. So I'm not giving away too much, I hope. But it's spooky. There's, there's people that are vanishing left. Heroes even. It's like they're standing side by side and <sighs> vanish. I was watching that with my four-year-old son who loves superheroes, and he just went silent. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. People are just going about their ordinary day or even their superhero day. One will be taken. One will remain. So we are told to stay alert, to keep watch, to always be ready. Are we there yet? When my children ask this question, I always say, is the car still moving? Then we're not there yet. Not quite. But it is coming. It is coming. We are almost there. Isaiah says in chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Are we there yet? This is a not yet. It begins with this tension in days to come. So we have more waiting. We have more watching. But we are not to merely wait. Waiting is terrible. It is a terrible thing. Sitting around twiddling your thumbs, getting all nervous, wondering, are we there yet? I think of my dogs, you know, whenever Mary or I are about to get home, they somehow... Right there. They know. And they're waiting. And they're watching. You know, and they're, they're, they're getting all worked up about it. They're on edge. They're anxious. They're pacing back and forth. And then they sit. They pace. And then they sit. And their hearts are starting to beat. And they're, they're, they're panting. We are to stay awake. But not be anxious. Not be pacing back and forth. We are to worship. There is worship in the wait. 
I want you to take that away today. There is worship in the wait. In the midst of the wait, worship. Go to the house of the Lord. Learn to walk in his ways. Walk in the light of the Lord. In other words, worship God. Not just in your waiting, but even with your waiting. (laughs) Find a way to worship. Otherwise, you're just waiting. Find your worship. It is in worship and also in times of instruction and in the process of learning the ways in which you are to walk. This is where you see not only is there worship in the wait, there is work in the wait. There is work in the wait. Be working. Passage from Matthew, it reminds us there will be two in a field. This isn't just hanging out in a field somewhere between here and heaven. This isn't a pastime or entertainment. They're not talking football fields, soccer fields. This is work. These people are working. The scripture says two ladies will be grinding grain. Again, this is work. We are to work in the midst of the wait. Find your work. Find your worship. In what kind of work? Well, as the people of God, as people trying to follow Jesus the best that we know how, Isaiah points it out. Swords to plowshares, that kind of work. Looks like we're blacksmiths today. Swords to plowshares, spears to pruning hooks. You could go on to say machine guns to flower pots, tanks to playgrounds and parks. I mean, in other words, we are to work at peace. We are to work at peace. How do we do this? When asked about how he created his sculptures, masterpieces of art, Michelangelo said, every block of stone has a statue inside it. It is the task of the sculptor to discover it. You look around the world, the peace is there. You just got to start chipping away at it. It's our job (laughs) to reveal that peace which is there. They don't know it. They don't even know it. It's like Michelangelo with a, a masterpiece inside of just a chunk of rock. To you and me, it looks like a rock. To Michelangelo, it is something far more precious. To God, it is something, even the chaos of this world is something far more precious. It's our job to start chiseling away at it. It's already there. You may look at turning swords into plowshares or spears into pruning hooks or machine guns into flower pots as a magic trick. But it's work. It's work. And like a sculptor, We have to pick up a chisel and just help it become a reality. Tick by tick. Chip by chip. Ooh, that was a big one. In closing, today we lit the peace candle. I pray that God lights a candle in your heart to burn for peace in the world. Work toward peace. Because we aren't there yet. Not yet. But it's coming.
I pray that you'll join us next week as we continue our series, that you'll invite someone to come along with you. We're going to look at hope. What that looks like for a people that are staying alert, that are waiting and anticipating the day of our Lord's return. We're looking at hope. Let's keep journeying together this Advent. And let us bring others in, like good watchmen do. <laughs> the Lord is coming. Are we there yet? Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for allowing us company in the midst of the wait, <laughs> some games in the midst of the wait, family in the midst of the wait, a wonder wagon to journey on together, whether, whether even if it needs a space heater to help warm it up, give us this wonder wagon, let us journey together. God, we're thankful. You give us so much. And it is nothing compared to the fullness of what you can give. Which is more than we could ever receive. So let us fully receive what you would have for us to receive. And let us give as you have given us. Bless us to be a blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.